1: final work cricket podcast adam collins here with daniel norcross for the advanced air studio the world leaders in hair restoration daniel uh, it's been a big day on many levels here at the oval in south london i want you to try and tell us all about it in 30 seconds
0: most unique and extraordinary 10 minutes I think I've ever witnessed in any sporting occasion was the bizarre backdrop to what was another frenetic and remarkable day's cricket. 17 wickets fell, both sides' batting frailties were exposed and also the frailties of the organisers who did a brilliant job of getting the game on mm. but started the game too late so bad light arrived too early so we didn't get all the overs in. Still, it'll probably end in two days.
1: Yeah, I think that's likely. So the the numbers that had that out a wee bit. South Africa sent in. Very, very good toss to win. 48 hours before the Test match started, for the reasons that we'll document in a moment. All that 118. Ollie Robinson, outstanding. Five for 49, one of the best spells I've ever seen in England. Anderson, one for 16. Broad, four for 41. Leach only had to bowl a couple of overs. And in reply, England already have a lead of 36, having reached 154 for seven when Bad Light stopped play after 33.4 overs. And uh, Jansen has four of those. Seven wickets to fall, and as you say, bad light stopped play at about half past six. A couple of years ago, let, let's rant to begin. Two years ago, uh, there was frustration about bad light in Test matches being played in September, and the ECB astutely moved everything back to 10:30 in those games that were played in the bubble. I think it was only the last Test match, but they made a call that this needed to happen and they needed to find an extra half an hour because bad light you can never get the extra half an hour in at this time of year and for reasons that i can't understand it's as though we've forgotten 2020 happened and we're back to the 11 a.m start which means that invariably you don't get the overs in at the back of the day because bad light will almost always stop playing well it has to you see the thing is that the earth quite
0: reliably moves around the sun uh, <laughs> uh, the way it does and sunset here is 7.25. So it's insane that <laughs> you should think about being able to increase the hours of play to 7.30. Well, so today...
1: Be, it's 10 past 7 right now. And, yeah. And, and we, and and we are dark. And we're a long way from when cricket could have been played. And in theory, you could play on for 20 further minutes to yeah. facilitate the overs, which I mean, highlights the absurdity of the whole thing. I, I reckon they could just about have played today
0: till quarter to seven. Yeah. And actually, the sun was out away to our left and shining on the Galadari stand and they were still out for bad light. So if they consider that to be bad light, then tomorrow, At 6.30, if the game's still going on, they'll have to troop off. They won't have a choice because the the meter reading's been taken. It's not going to get any better than it was at 6.30 here today. And it it infuriates me. Now, I want to balance that against the fact that what we saw today was a pretty remarkable effort from Mm. all sides, actually, to get the game on in what have been unique and um, tough circumstances. I mean, look, I'm, I'm... that's a youth. That's an understatement. Let's put it that way. Uh, the death of the of the head of state after seventy years on the throne was always going to prove to be uh, a momentous event in this country. Now, I think the expectation had been, even as little as five years ago, that all sporting occasions would would come to a halt. And in fact, uh, that hasn't what's happened. Rugby's happening. Uh, hockey's happening. Rugby leagues happening. Cricket's happening. The only thing that isn't really happening is cricket, is uh, football. But to get that on at such short notice and to Mm. try to get uh, a sixth day, which is looking increasingly unnecessary, it's got to be said, because <laughs> of the way the game's panned out, uh, means that I'm I'm wary about having a go at the organisers. This is something that should have been sorted out at the start of the season. It was always the case that if you play games, county championship matches start at 10.30, yep. for a very good reason, because they play in September an awful lot and they know exactly what's going on. So uh, that was my one
1: gripe with the day. And just and just to go back and back over that a wee bit, like, we whacked the ECB on this podcast quite a bit, uh you know that's fine that's probably our job a lot of the time to Mm. in some journalistic sense hold power to account and that's what we do or try to do uh you got to pat them on the back when they're done well this was an outstanding effort to get this test match back on today for all the reasons you state but that extra layer of pressure yesterday when the premier league pulled the pin for all recreational football Mm. uh, the fact that the expectation as you rightly say was that the test match wouldn't continue on thursday night When we were talking about this, nobody thought this test match would be restarting on the Saturday morning. So, uh, yeah, deft, uh, diplomatic work from those behind the scenes. Credit to the government as well for not issuing an edict for sport to be off as well. They provided that flexibility to the... Uh, to the relevant bodies, and, and we're here today, and, and much better for it. You know, 17 oh. wickets on a day that was sporting. Uh, the surface was extraordinary. I mean, I say extraordinary. Uh, that, that's the wrong. Been uh, sweating under covers for two days. Yeah, that, yeah I, it, I, It's, it's not an extraordinary surface. Yeah. They were playing it. It's not as yeah. though it was. Um, yeah, but but Stuart brought on television said uh, just before that he felt like with all his experience, you know, pulling even with Glenn McGrath with 563 Test wickets today, he knows what he's doing. That it felt like the day you could take six for ten if you got it right, and, and he and Ollie Robinson took nine yeah. between them, and, and absolutely got it right after and we should go back to this too before we get to the first ball and we'll have plenty of opportunities to reflect on this i'm sure on our various platforms there was five minutes of silence before the minute of silence it was am- it was truly I mean, the amazing players were positioned to walk down the stairs in the beds to stand behind us here and they didn't walk down the stairs and initially it's laura wright isn't it who does the um, yep. national anthems for the ecb and for rugby as well as soon as she walked out everybody stood remained silent then the players came out, about two minutes later, mm. then the South African National Anthem, and it's all in all its glory, one of the great national mm. anthems. A cappella. In a cappella. It's, it's haunting. brilliant. Yeah, and the only little murmur you heard was in the in the English verse of the South, the last verse of the South african National Anthems in English. You could hear a few people singing, but that was it. And then the eruption when God saved the king, I mean it's the first time that's been heard of the sporting event for over seven decades. It yeah. was special. You know, when we're, we're no monarchists, <laughs> you know, we're not we're not royalists. We're, you know, far from it, indeed. Um, but it was a moment in history to be witness to that extremely special. And again, credit to the powers that be to to nail that tricky bit this morning before play began.
0: Well, it was what sort of proved to me that they were right to put it on. Yeah, because exactly. it was an amazing occasion. I was uh, the the Testament Special Box it's just above us over there and Um, I'd seen the, the, you know, when things are supposed to happen, like the rotor. Yeah. And so I thought I'd just I'd nip out a couple of minutes before the minute silence was supposed to happen to feel the atmosphere. And everybody was standing in complete silence before a minute silence. I mean, it was and nobody had been told to do this. There were no. It wasn't like in the hundred where you got somebody shouting, you know, cheer, do this, do that. <laughs> isn't it great? Crowds, You'll you know. For that. Well, I might do, but you know, crowds. Crowds have a habit of behaving like like crowds do. Sure. Yeah. And I, I and it was just the most. It was so moving. I mean, as as yeah. Carlo says, I'm not a I'm not a monarchist, uh, but you could sense this this deep well of respect, and it was just remarkable. And then the singing happened, and you know, I welled up a bit.
1: Yeah, and I think you—you you, know—it's—it's um, yeah. It was the it was the it was the fact that it, it's like again we'll have a chance to talk about this more probably on the weekly show. But the sense of service and duty and the, the longevity yeah. of the whole thing—it's shared. Of, it was
0: a shared experience over everybody. That was the yeah. thing
1: that was so extraordinary. I mean, what I'm trying to get to there is it wasn't like a, an endorsement of royalty or something. No, 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 People were solemn. It was more no, that no, no, no. Everybody here understood what it represented yeah. more broadly than their own yeah you know, privilege. I'll tell politically you what. Or I, th- otherwise. I,
0: I saw one man eating a bacon sandwich. Absolutely everybody else. Now, they weren't doing this because they were told to in some performative sense.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just standing there
0: reflecting. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, it really was. I, I stood in the crowd for it, like the outside press tribunes here at the Aeolus. You know, you can kind of pull up right next to the crowd. So, I, you know, got my camera out as, as I tend to do. Um, yeah. And to be part of something like that. And then even just the, the singing of God Save the King. It is a little bit jarring hearing that yeah. for the first time. Send him victorious. Is send him victorious. That was him, the line I thought she might stumble line. over. I mean, yeah. everybody knows you're coming up to God Save the King. Yeah. But send him victorious. Yeah. You could easily imagine the scenario or send her victorious still. But uh, yeah. she managed to, to stick the landing. Oh, I she had her, she I she her interviewed by our colleague Henry mm-hmm. Moran. Um, saying that she had to um, compartmentalise the entirety of the anthem to ensure that she got every single line right, muscle memory. When you hear, a, when you only hear yeah. one song for yeah, know, all of her entire life, her entire life, mm. indeed your entire life. So yeah, um, look, and and that was the precursor to how do you bat,
0: Collo, after that? I mean, that was yeah. one of the things I thought tricky pitch yes against very very fine bowlers ollie, ollie robinson's taken 49 wickets at an average of under 20 now and a guy at the other end is james anderson who was zeroing in on his 665th wicket uh, under not gray skies but it's slightly overcast on a pitch that's got nibble in it and you've just just experienced that 10 minutes i think for the i was asking in the box is that harder to bat or to bowl it's it's much harder to bat yeah, because I think so you just in a, You must be in a completely different space,
1: and because um, normally before a test match, when you're walking out to bat first, you got to get. I mean, you're in the zone, right? Yeah. It would be impossible to be in that kind of zone. No. Uh, well, <laughs> minutes no. later, because because that. Stretch of time, the formalities took until about ten twenty, or ten fifty-seven, rather, local time. Yeah, they're facing the first ball from James Anderson three minutes later. That, that's a difficult adjustment. That's not your normal sort, sort of standing was, yeah. for the national anthem, which to us these days, I no, mean, you're blanking Yeah, bl-
0: they would they would mostly blank that out. They'd think about the job at hand. This was something unique in their experience. Yeah. They weren't ever experienced anything like it. And for the bowlers, and actually for the crowd, it was strange because, and for the commentators, when wickets fell to start with, when the first two wickets fell. Yeah, there was there was that knee jerk, you know, cheer. But when the second wicket fell, it was noticeable. I think, you know, if it had been a sunny morning, totally different circumstances or even a grey morning, for that matter, had two early wickets go down. They're seven for two off sure. three overs yep. three or four overs. This crowd would have erupted. They would have sensed something amazing. But there was that still sense of, you know, is it right to be this happy? And it's actually the crowd took a while over the course of the day to find its feet. Yeah. really. And and they were they were put through the rigger because South Africa were 36 for six
1: in no time. So uh, just on the, just on that on that point, by the way, the crowd did find their groove. Oh yeah. felt like yeah. an over. There was yeah. a moment towards the end of play. I was going to raise this in the Hall of Fame, but I'll do it now. When they had the rope going around with with a with the, yeah, with, um, the with with the rain delay, the groundsman jump over the rope like they skip yeah. over it. Everyone gets involved. Oh hey, oh, yeah. and so it goes one of the groundsmen tripped over it at one point and it was brilliant and the crowd went wild he, he got a standing ovation uh, when he was walking back around the ground afterwards it, it was it was just like yeah. a normal crowd would be it's kind of how I remembered when the Duke of Edinburgh passed away last year we were told on commentary just to basically shut up and let the cricket do the talking and don't get too involved four hours later I know it's different gravy when it's the mm. Queen but Everyone just kind of slipped back into normal mode. And Barney Renee made a, a really good point on, on Twitter yesterday that if there's one thing the Queen was known for, it was just cracking on and getting on with it. And it felt like the crowd almost honored yeah. that today. It's like, oh yeah, okay. That was a brilliant mm. thing to be part of earlier. Now it's time to just you know slowly drift back to normalcy. Yeah, and they
0: and they got really annoyed when they went off a bad light yeah. as well. So, yeah, absolutely. you know. They, they, which, which is normal too. <laughs> which is normal too, exactly. A, that's, exa- that's exactly what happened. But everybody was sort of finding their feet a little. I mean, on commentary, um, I think everybody was just just you felt well you felt sombre it came over in what you were saying you didn't really feel like shrieking and whooping and hollering as well interesting right and, uh, and that sort of passed as the day went on and the game began to develop so quickly that your instincts about you know what's happening out here wickets are just tumbling constantly I mean we saw some of the best bowling we've seen we saw, saw some pretty poor batting oh, yeah. Yeah. at various different points not so much on the South Africans actually but but England's england's uh, performance after t was not great uh, the way root got out the way stokes got out uh, the way pope got out pope was visibly furious with himself he's the yep. one batter today who actually adjusted to the conditions well hit 67 yep. off 70 odd balls uh, it's his home ground he averaged 90 here before before the start of that so he's pretty he knows he knows his onions he was furious and england threw away a position of real strength they they could have finished the day 30 or 40 runs further ahead and probably two or three wickets further off. But I'm not complaining because we've been waiting for a really tight game between these two, but first two games were, were walkovers one side or the other. And to me, it's magnificently poised. Uh, you know that England will chase whatever it is that they're going to be asked to chase Well, well Stuart you Yeah, well, well,
1: Broad was saying on, on telly before yeah. that they came here today with one thing in mind. It was get a result. And it, I mean, it was kind of an odd yeah. comment that he made, but I, I kind of get where he's going with it. He's like, no, 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 we want to win or lose. We don't want to draw. Now, of course, in a three-day test match or a three-day match of any variety, a draw is a very likely outcome. But they yeah. came here today, no, 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 no. We are going to play in a manner that gets the result more likely one way or the other. We don't want a one-all series. And look, that's the way they batted. It was relatively cavalier, but they earned the right to do that because they bowled so bloody well. Let's go back to Ollie Robinson, shall we? Um, His first spell today... Uh, I, I picked up a stat from TMS. Zoltz had this um, with you earlier. I think he was talking to Aggers at the time. His 4-for-21 was the best opening spell to start a test at the Oval since the great Fazal Mahmood, 6-for-53. Yeah. Spell a spell of 30-over straight, by the way. Uh, in the test they won <laughs> here, Pakistan, in 1954, their first win. Now, that's different because he bowled 30-overs on the bounce, but it puts it in some sort of historical yep. perspective. And Robinson, I know we've got to be a bit careful about, you know, overdoing the chat about his body, but since he's returned, he's lean. He's mean, he's quicker, he has longer spells, he's consistent and he just like lands it on a handkerchief and we say mm. that in a cliched way a fair bit but you look at what Crickviz pulled together on the Robinson spell this morning it's like it reminded me of the of the Beehive when Nathan Lyon took 8 for 50 at Bangalore on day 1 in 2017, it's like Lyon's perfect day, everything he bowled landed on a Thritney bit and so it was for Robinson mm. today and with his natural variation with the wobble well, ball with the wobble and with the, the out wobble. swinger right, and yeah, the yeah. gets molded with the tempter, yes. he, he kind of is the man for all seasons in this country in these conditions and you know i don't I think it's long before he's the attack leader. In fact, he might already be already de facto. I know Jimmy and Broder have got their roles to play and Anderson was outstanding at at Manchester. But yeah, Robinson, you know, three innings back into his test career, he's everything. He's fantastic. And
0: uh, the bounce he gets, obviously, he has a second highest release point in world cricket behind Carl Jameson. I mean, was it Varane? Uh, the ball he got. Uh, where, where Verena What's done, he going to do with that? He's done virtually <laughs> nothing wrong. I was on yeah. the commentary with Rams. I said, you know, has he been a bit tentative there? And Rams said, look, he's shown the full face of the bat. He's covered off stump. It has feathered the outside edge. There's nothing Verrain the, can, the can do about it, yeah. that. It's his second ball. You can do. You know, you've done all the right things and you got out. And it was one of those days. I was wondering at one point if this was going to be a little bit like the 60 all out, where actually the pitch didn't do masses, but it did just enough. Right. And the opposition just got so unlucky that they got the little feathers they got the edges to every single one that was there rather than just getting a bit of luck just getting one to bounce in front of slip just miss one you know and then when you they couple, missed it it hit the stumps I was going to say
1: <laughs> then you couple it with balls that are on target so the, the delivery from Robinson to knock over Elgar early on through the gate after beating him outside the other edge yeah. earlier in the over I mean the ball, the ball that knocks over Peterson albeit shouldering arms but scintillating stuff but, wasn't I mean it? it was just exhilarating yeah. for him and then broad
0: yeah. after the uh, lunch, wasn't it
1: well it was also broad yeah. Before lunch, wasn't it? I mean, Broad had two spells and got wickets in the first over of both, as if it was foretold. Um, He just came on and immediately was asking the right kinds of questions. And, yeah, Broad picks up... uh, It was Rickleton initially, Mm. wasn't it? And then uh, later on, uh, Mondo and uh, a couple of wickets to finish it off. So, you know, he, he gave himself every opportunity from the outset. Anderson bowled a couple of... Perfectly presentable spells. You know, what, what did he take? One for 16 from eight overs without doing anything wrong. On another day, um, it's Anderson taking five, but limited opportunities because they had to keep the ball with Robinson mm. and Broad.
0: Uh, look out tomorrow, by the way, because there could be some great stats on shortest combined first innings in Test history. Oh, yeah. Um, shortest combined first innings of Tests at the Oval. Yep. Uh, it was one of the uh, 118
1: is a very rare low score for a first innings well, at the Oval. Well, let's go through that. So the first innings of the Test match lasted 36.2 overs at the moment uh, we're not up to much more than 33, that 33 I 30 think 33 in uh, and change yeah 33.4 uh, yeah. so yeah we haven't even hit the what the 70, over mark. The 70 over mark
0: yeah. Yeah. and you know what, what really gingerly could happen is we might have the shortest three match series in the history of test wicket <laughs> because if you remember the first test was over yeah. inside two, two days, days of playing yeah. time the second test was over in two and a half days and there's still every chance that t- tomorrow could see the
1: end of the game I don't know it's uh-huh. really and England contributed to that with the way they batted. I said before, yeah. it's clear they made their mind up. They went to well, the first hard. over. They, they went really hard. 100 off 20 to, overs. 100 yeah. off 20 overs. I mean, you look at uh, Rabada's figures, 2 for 78 from eleven. Insane. Rabada's never conceded 78 yeah. runs in eleven. He didn't bowl
0: brilliantly, but England went after him. And Pope yeah. went after him really early, went after, you know, pulling him. And something we've seen a lot of this season is coming down the wicket. Pope and Stokes particularly advancing on the bowling, uh, regardless of the pace. And, and this was hostile. I mean, Rabada was getting to 90. Nokia was consistently over. 90. 90 and England's response is to attack and look they're they're ahead they're ahead of the game it's a looks like being a low scoring match they've already got a lead of 30 odd so you know they'll be happy with that but wait wait till both these first innings are over tomorrow we might have a whole raft of (laughs) records
1: for you uh a couple of logical selection talking points. One, how the how on earth did Marco Janssen not play at Manchester? Unbelievable. I mean, he's a, a he's a boulder. serious cricketer. He, he took the first four wickets today, and I thought it'd be fitting on a day of history of this that he'd end up with, you yep. know, the first eight or something, or maybe the whole ten. But uh, yeah, a quick uh, one on him, though, yeah, quick one. Please.
0: His first 28 wickets in test cricket, only one was bold or LBW, 27 caught. In and England, today. in England, they've all been LBW and bold. Brilliant. Which is You know, he was bowling at the stumps because he's getting it to swing. He's getting it to swing back into the right hand. If you're doing that um, from at
1: height with a Duke's ball on pitches that are responsive, you are a handful. So Lees probably gets a bit of a leave pass because A, good ball, B, because Crawley's struggling and they're not going to change two openers at the same time. Crawley goes upstairs, bad review, hitting middle and leg, I suppose. Mm. At that stage, you have that prerogative as an opener, whether you should or you shouldn't. I I think Pope actually suggested, you know, he He, said, you have a look. Crawley didn't look that keen, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to say. So they get to tee at 84 for two after 16 overs. With You know, Pope, great start, 38 from 41. Yep. Playing similarly to the way he did at Lord's on the first morning, I thought, uh, as far as playing well behind point and all the rest of it. Root, a screamer um, immediately after the tea break great from catch. Peterson at third sleep. He got, I think he pretty much middled that to third sleep. That sounds like a weird <laughs> thing to say, but it's that Root shot where he turns around almost mm. to force it through. He was on his knee. He, was, he, was, yeah. he got
0: so low, he got to well, chop sort of it. Kim
1: Hughes style. and yeah, yeah, that's it right. to Peterson, so yes, and got catch. Right. Uh, Brook on debut looked good until he got out. Uh, Rabada taking a catch just over the rope where we are here filming yeah. the video. Um, he kind of um uh, it was risky wasn't it? He kind yeah, of flicky. It, was, it wit- uh, a wibby, whipped. Him. A whippy,
0: wristy flick. Yeah, yeah. W-
1: that, that was that was Yanson again. Stokes. Mm. Uh, Nokia it took it took them until 74 for two to get Nokia on, and it didn't take you long to get a wicket either. <laughs> and that um, of Ben Stokes, which was uh, caught in the cordon after Stokes should have been out earlier yeah. in the same over when he skied one. Dancing, Went for a slog. Um, I mean, again, I guess it's kind of you know reflective of the day we saw that Stokes yeah. would do that and it wouldn't necessarily uh, attract I, too not, much
0: attention. I, I'm not criticising the way he bats. It's no. there's he's, this is a, this is the choice he's made. Yep, absolutely. He's done it from the first test of the summer when he advanced on Carl Jamieson yep. and I rubbed my eyes in wonder. He's doing it to the last. <laughs> England have won five out of six and they could well win six out of seven. So it is not. I I withdraw all judgment.
1: And Pope was uh, <laughs> the penultimate Mansfield tonight for 67. The Nighthawk broad. Well, I say night hawk. He Nighthawk. came in at eight, but he yeah. got out trying to pull off his nose That's right. at about backward square when he made yeah. contact so be it um, pope would be frustrated though that was catching practice when yeah. he probably should have had an eye to tomorrow and again that, that's harsh because he batted so well pace though pace i mean he was
0: drawn to it a bit by the pace and he does it, yeah, you know, yeah he does sort of play that shot and also i think you know it, he was out near the close of play but i think i don't think players 100 percent realize that these hours of play are nonsensical you know, when they went off for rain, they didn't need half an hour off for rain. It's no. just that they thought they'd had half an hour because they could extend to 7.30 and no one, as we've said already at the top of the show, actually takes any notice whatsoever of the earth moving around the sun. I mean, the time is right now 7.31. <laughs> it's, I mean, this is
1: absolutely laughable. I mean, you could be, I mean even our, <laughs> admittedly, our ring light did go out halfway through the podcast. Yeah. but This is dark, dark, dark yeah, now. Yeah, it's just um, it's something they need street to look lamp out. dark. Yeah, they need to look at it before next summer because it's becoming increasingly unsustainable to start test cricket uh, this deep into the morning uh, at this time of year uh, long podcast today we're still yet to get to the hall of fame final word hall of fame for the advanced Air studio uh, the world leaders in hair restoration advancedstudio.com forward slash final word for your discount get in there hop on 15 percent off we've made undertakings daniel during the week that mm-hmm. you're going to be doing it during the winter yeah. which we can't wait to do we'll document that on the final word a million people over 30 years have said, you know what? I wouldn't mind having some treatment on my bonds, and they've all came away happy. It's 100% guaranteed service. Why wouldn't you do it? What better time? advancedestudio.com forward slash final word. Do as Daniel's going to.
0: Yeah, well, I look, I mean, and listen to the wise words of Larry David, who when asked <laughs> when asked why he didn't believe in prayer, he said, because I'm bald.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I did have a word result to salt that, whether he might hop in and do a bit of this with us. Yeah. And I was properly told to, pretty much to fuck off because he's been working on his look for this yes. long. He's not going to change it he's up not now. Going, he's not going to change uh, it no. Right, so final word, Hall of Fame. We are spoilt for choice for advanced here today. Um, I was going to talk about the formalities, but we spent 10 minutes off the top uh, discussing that uh, and how well Laura Wright did to not stuff it up. Uh, I think to her enormous credit. Um, how about, I'm not sure, did you see my photograph of Elgar getting bowled? Yeah,
0: I think, yeah. I think that is Why? that is my, I think you
1: win the Hall of Fame. I mean, just on the base, if you haven't seen a jump it. on Twitter, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm any... Don't tell, them, don't tell them too much. Just, All I'm going to say is just, try and find Dean Elgar's off stump. Try and find it. Try it is one of the great it.
0: mysteries. And let me I'm gonna give you one clue. <laughs> it is not obscured by any of the slip fielders. Yes, it's
1: an illusion. It's an illusion. Get in touch you with us try and on find the that. comments on YouTube or on Twitter or on Patreon or on Discord. You know where to find us. Uh, so, yes, uh, the black armband uh, with the stumps as well. I'm not sure if you caught this, but the stumps have black armbands on them today. I didn't, actually. I a photo of that, too, if you want to see. I didn't see that. You couldn't make it up. I mean, some bits I loved almost everything about today. Yeah. Not sure about the black arm pads on the stumps. Well, but everyone's correct. trying to do their bit. Can I just add to that? On the on the
0: day Princess Diana died, uh, sorry, of her funeral, I played a game of cricket because they didn't stop. They didn't stop league cricket. Was that long
1: afternoon teas to watch the service? I think you've told they me might the story. Have been, Maybe some Well,
0: I arrived and there was a minute silence. Uh, the both players, uh, the, both teams lined up, and then the opposition captain turned to me and said, "So, do you have your black bales? <laughs> and I said, "What?" <laughs> Black what? bales, according to, according to the Surrey Championship handbook, you need oh, to have right. black bales. You try whipping up a pair of black bales <laughs> in a cricket club in south-east London at one minute's notice. Were they black bales you, today? I
1: know. They, they weren't they, red bales, no, though, were they? They weren't the bales you want, yeah, the zing bales. they're
0: too. the green ones, which I get obscured, and yeah. I can't see when it, when the when the bales fly off.
1: Yeah, uh, my last one for today, you'll like this. Mm. Um, uh, Ollie Robinson naturally becomes the first England bowler to take a fifer. for... Uh, under a king since yes. 1952 the last was a man by the name of Malcolm Hilton he took Pfeiffer at Kampur in 1952 with his left arm yes. off the Lancashire bowler played shortly four before George
0: VI died because he died on the first day of the next test match of the, match, the next test it? correct yeah. so
1: they win that test match they lose at Chennai which is Athos had in his piece today for the times it's quite fitting that sort of well it, it's a I say fitting it's a it's a a sign of her longevity on the throne that India have never won a test match without the Queen being there because, of course, they go on to win at Chennai after they had the rest day. So, again, you kind of get a sense of, you know, they started playing test cricket 20 years earlier, but that was their first Mm. win Oh, did you hear the other great
0: start that Ali Mitchell gave? No. That um, up to the point that the Queen acceded to the throne, there had been something like 340-odd test matches. Right. Uh, Since then there have been a further 2100 I think she's been on the throne for something like 80% of all the <laughs> Test matches ever played
1: very very good from Ali Mitch any further, any further for the Hall of Fame or is that your contribution I think that's my contribution I
0: mean there were a couple of lovely pulls for Molly Pope but none of them really they all pale into insignificance on a significant sort of day like today really <laughs>
1: Well put. Hey, this has been the Final Word Daily. A fraction longer than usual, but it's been it's been that kind of uh, morning indeed, uh, that kind of evening as well. Uh, Advancedairstudio.com forward slash Final Word. Thank you so much for their support throughout. If you're ever going to um, jump on and, and use their service, now is the right time. 15% off, jump on the website today. Uh, thank, you at pr- thank you to our production team. Uh, thank you for listening. If you really like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. And we'll do it all again tomorrow at Lords with England, thirty-six runs in the black. Adam Collins, Daniel Norcross, good night.
0: good
1: night. I had to go